Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a dying. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Bolin. And today we're talking about vans. Everything about vans, right? Yes, all about vans. And before we go any further, there's something I have to get off my chest. Oh, what's that? What's, what's troubling you today? All right. So, you know, I try my best to be punctual. Usually I come through in the clutch, but um, it's not uncommon for me to be five minutes late to stop, right? Understood. Yeah. And Atlanta traffic being what it is, you always need to add a, a margin of 10 minutes on either side, wherever you're going, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I get it. So uh, I have, over the years, developed something uh, something of a complex about a certain type of van. And I'm just going to say it, just going to go out in the open with it, Honda Odyssey. Oh, you got a problem with Honda Odyssey drivers? Is that it? Huge problem. I used to tell, I used to tell my friends that I believed when somebody bought a Honda Odyssey in Atlanta, the dealer would throw in a little GPS that lets them know when Ben Bolin is trying to get somewhere. It's like, oh, then we can just swarm. And it seems like, you know how confirmation bias works, of course. So it seemed like for a number of years that every time I was stuck behind um, a slow driver just stuck in traffic, I was right smack dab behind a Honda Odyssey. You know, you know, I've heard this many times from other people that they have a particular beef with certain vehicles on the road, certain vehicle uh, certain vehicles and owners, I guess, because, mm-hmm. you know, the ones operating it. But let's say it's like the PT Cruiser or something. They'll say 90% right. of the time, whoever drives a PT Cruiser is a bad driver, and here's the reasons why. And they'll give you 10 reasons, and they've got, you know, these bad experiences with them. You've got the same thing with the Honda Odyssey. I bet our listeners, I'm sure they have some experiences with other types of vehicles as well. Yeah. Now, I want. I think it's a very good point you make, Scott. I want to go ahead. It feels good to get it out there finally. But also I want to go ahead and point out that, I'm not saying these are bad drivers. I'm just saying that usually when I'm behind a slow car, for years it has seemed to me it was a Honda Odyssey. But as we will find out, 
um, not only are Honda Odysseys not bad cars or not bad vehicles, but they're actually tremendously popular. Yeah, that's right. You know what? Can I just go ahead and say it? Because, I mean, we're we're kind of deep into the uh, Honda Odyssey section of our show, I guess, if you want yeah, to call it sorry, that, right? Yeah. And I promise we'll go back and kind of catch up in just a minute, but you said it's very popular. It's it's, it's among the uh, the most popular vans of 2013, as a matter of fact, which yes. is uh, remarkable, really. I mean, there's a lot of minivans sold worldwide, a mm-hmm. lot of minivans sold in the United States particularly. Um, the Honda Odyssey tops the list. It's number one for minivans. And it's kind of broken down into full-size vans, minivans, um, cargo vans, you know, all that type of different right. thing. But Honda Odyssey is number one. Then it, then it's like the two, Toyota Sienna, uh, Kia Sedona, Mazda 5, Dodge mm-hmm. Caravan, Nissan Quest, the Chrysler Town and Country. You know, they, they, the list goes on and on. There's a, a huge list of minivans. But, uh, again, the uh, the Honda Odyssey is number one on the list for 2013. So there's a good reason there's a lot of them on the road in front of you, Ben. Exactly. And when I found this out in our research, Scott, I came to the point where I – decided that it was time to make peace with the Honda Odyssey. So to every Honda Odyssey driver out there, I admit that you probably don't have a GPS that tells you to get in my way when I'm in a hurry. And in retrospect, perhaps that is a paranoid belief. Well, that is mighty big of you, Ben. Mighty, yeah. Mighty big. I'm becoming a better person yeah. on air. <laughs> what a grown-up. Uh, yeah, what a grown-up. Anyway, um, so that that all aside, that little segue into vans, um, let's start with Let's let's start at the beginning. Just the the very basic stuff. Scott, what is a van at the right. most basic level? At the at the most basic, I mean, you can look up a definition of a van. It'll tell you that it's a covered box-like vehicle that's used for transporting people and goods. Right? Mm-hmm. That's fine. It's got sliding doors. It's got rear doors. Sometimes on one side. Sometimes on both sides. You know these sliding doors. But really, I mean, you can pick a van out of a crowd of, of vehicles easily. I mean, it's just the uh, the large roof line, the, uh, the the large structure, the usually boxy design, very square mm-hmm. in most cases. Now, minivans are a different ball game. You know, they've really made those pretty sleek, and it's tough to tell the difference between like some of the older wagons and some of the newer minivans, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're much taller in many cases. But I've seen a lot of SUV, or I'm sorry, vans, minivans recently that are relatively low. It's not like they've got that real high boxy roof line like they used to. Um, think about the, the very first Dodge Caravans and things like that. Those were really squared off, really uh, util- utilitarian in their design. And uh, they they still are. They're inside. They're very, very functional, very useful. But they've become more and more sedan-like in their design exterior-wise. Right. And that's interesting because um, when we talk about vans in the United States, well, first, uh, great point. I have the same definition of vans. When we talk about vans in the United States, uh, we're talking about a history that goes way, way, way back. I mean, it depends on how you want to cover it because van comes from caravan and, you know, that predates automotives, uh, auto- automotive vehicles altogether. You're talking like covered wagon days, right? Yeah, we could talk covered wagon days. That would be a precursor uh, to the van. But if we're talking about the the more modern age or at least the automotive age – then it goes back to um, Stan deliveries in the 1930s. It goes back to uh, custom coach building for, um, you know, if you think about it, and we will explore custom vans in this podcast for everybody. Oh, oh yes, we will. I've got yeah. a lot of info about custom vans. Yes. And uh, so get ready for that. And if you think about it, what's interesting about the story of vans is that in the beginning, all vans were custom vans. 
because of the custom coach builders. That's true. Yeah, there wasn't, uh, you know, two of them that were alike, really. I mean, you would go to a coach builder and have them build your own model, however you wanted it. And it was usually, I, I bet a lot of these were for, um, you know, commercial purposes. You know, they were used by a carpenter, a local carpenter. They mm-hmm. were used by a, you know, carpenters might build their own, really. Yeah, a carpenter might build their own. Uh, they also might run a mortuary. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know, custom vans were, were something of, uh, uh, I don't want to say a novelty bin, but they weren't all that prevalent as they are, as they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing, a lot of minivans, which is no surprise. I mean, to anybody who's looking out on the street as they're driving around, there's minivans everywhere. That's that's they're huge. They they top the sales in some markets, right? Right, absolutely. And, and you know, there's uh, fewer and fewer, I would say, cargo vans, uh, full size vans around than there are minivans. I think people are kind of made the shift over to minivans versus having like a full size cargo van that seats people because you get a lot of what we call a conversion van. Uh, amenities, I guess, inside a minivan nowadays that you didn't get before. Right. And uh, there's the reasons to, you know, for comfort reasons, I guess, to buy a minivan. Yeah. Nowadays, it's not that bad to live in a van down by the river. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> it's, not bad. It, depending on the van. But yeah, that's a great point about amenities. Uh, the full-size vans uh, that we're talking about I've I've always associated them with schools, churches, or airport shuttles. Yeah, exactly. They I like I, seat fifteen people. Exactly. Those humongous vans. Mm-hmm. I mean those things are big they've got what, four rows of passengers behind the driver, so yeah. they're they're awful big. I mean fifteen passenger vans are they're still around, you can still order them, but I mean really outside of shuttle like you mentioned, you know, airport shuttles, transport to and from churches and you know, community mm-hmm. groups, things like that. Uh, maybe Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, things like that. Uh, you don't really see a whole lot of them on the road, really. Yeah, it's not a daily driver for no. a lot of people. Um, but so, work vans. Yeah. Work vans. I mean, we do have to mention work vans, I think. I think uh, that's a real like point. Cargo vans, you know, vans that don't have a lot of seating inside, but they're just mm-hmm. an open cargo hauling area. And, uh, you know, not, they don't have windows all along the way. So that they're, you know, one, it protects your, the stuff that's inside. Sure. And you can't really see what's inside them outside of the front and the rear window. Uh, but also that, you know, you don't have to worry about smashing those windows out when you're loading lumber into them or you have your, uh, you know, you're loading your welding unit, your portable welding unit into the back. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about, you know, smashing the windows out, the side windows out and those things. Yeah. So, you know, the cargo vans are another thing. I mean, there's vans like the GMC Savannah and the, the Chevy Express van and these, you know, the big E-Series vans from Ford, I think it is. Of course, Dodge is making some huge cargo van now called the ProMaster. I don't know if everybody's right. seen the. Have you yeah. seen the ProMaster? I saw a picture. It's pretty big. And then Nissan has one called the uh, the NV, I think. Um, but there's a lot of really big vans still out there. It's just, I think the, uh, the the tide has shifted over to minivans. Yeah, clearly. And also, let us not be remiss and forget step vans. Step vans are what you see in a, a UPS truck is a step van. A FedEx is a step van. They, oh, those are giant. Yeah, and they're called step vans because you can walk into them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the source of the name. But that industry is also doing really well because there's just such a demand for those. Uh, you know, in a in in truth, Scott, a lot of that demand comes from those two companies. So those are those huge vans that you see where, like, usually the side door is open, the sliding door, and uh, the driver's sitting way up high. You know, they step in like, yeah, exactly. They're very, very square in design. Yeah. Um, they're used in big cities a lot because uh, it's easier to use, you know, two or three of those versus one semi-load that would drive in a, in a crowded city situation. So it's easier to, to navigate in and out, and it's quicker, it's more efficient, they found. Way more versatile. Way. Yeah, they may be able to take, you know, send two or three drivers into downtown Atlanta 
instead of having one semi driver that's trying to make all these different you know routes with mm-hmm. with a lot of different packages, it's just not going to happen. So uh, it's much more uh, versatile vehicle, I guess. And I think what we're doing here now is just pointing out that the word van is a huge umbrella term because spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't already know this, uh, van doesn't mean the same thing in every country. And uh, other countries have different versions of their most popular van, mm-hmm. their, to wit, their Honda Odyssey. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've got a, a, another list that has uh, the biggest selling vans of 2013 for the United Kingdom. Oh, late on And uh, things like the Ford Transit or the, the uh, Vauxhall Vivano, I think, or Vivaro, I think it is. Uh, Volkswagen Transporter, the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Wagon, which, you know, we have those here in the States, too, the Sprinter. Um, Citron, Peugeot, VW, Ford, Toyota, Fiat, those are the ones that produce these these cargo vans, these commercial vans mm-hmm. that people use. I think they call them something different there. I'm going to have to look. At, oh, yeah, you know what? Um, here in the United States, uh, vans are typically classified as light-duty trucks. In yes. North America, and in Europe, they're uh, they're classified as light commercial vehicles. So slightly different. I think they also call, you know, some of the bigger vehicles lorries, and lorries mm-hmm. are not what we're talking about. I think a lorry is larger. Right. For our purposes, a lorry is to one side of this discussion. Uh, we should also mention that one of the large defining factors of vans, at least in the states, is that they have uh, front engines, front mounted engines, and their front wheel drive. Oh yeah, that's a good point because uh, you know some of the the bigger vehicles like we've talked about the uh, the school buses and things they often have specialized chassis where they throw the engine in the back end. Yeah, and uh, this is not the case. These are just you know large. Oftentimes, well, we say light duty, but I'll, I'll tell you, some of these are pretty heavy duty. They haul a lot of weight. And I want to point out just on the UK side, Scott, have you checked out the Ford Transit? No, I have not. It has tiny wheels. I'm just going to say when you look at a picture. I, I want you to tell me what you think of the wheelbase wheel size. It's just uh, just very very small in uh, proportion to the rest of the body, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. It looks so. It, it it looks to be so, and I don't know. I don't know why. I'd be interested to hear why. No, the Ford Transit does very well in that market. Oh yeah, you know what they sold um, year to date, which is you know right through October. I guess I think mm-hmm. as of September, as a matter of fact, they sold something like nearly twenty eight thousand. Ford Transit vehicles in in UK in UK, so huge huge number of these things are sold. The, the second in line, just to give you an idea, the the Vauxhall, mm-hmm. eleven thousand. Wow. So far and away, the Ford Transit is the uh, is the number one seller over there for for vans. Um, but man, I'll t- I'll have to take a look at some photos and see what I think of the wheels. Now I've always thought that of the um, uh, the Mercedes Benz Sprinter way, the Sprint mm-hmm. wagon too, mm-hmm. and uh, it just seems like out of uh, Proportionally, I guess you're right. They seem kind of strange. They're very tall, very narrow. Usually, mm-hmm. um, sometimes they even have that extended roof on top. You know, that, yeah. that fiberglass or you know whatever. Maybe it's metal, and so some that pieces. you can stand up inside. You well, know, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's very. Uh, they're very functional vehicles. I mean, they're used oftentimes for uh, for business use, of course. They're sometimes for personal transit. Not a lot of people have these as their own personal vehicle just to drive. But. Yeah, exactly. It's good if you have a job that requires you to move a bunch of equipment or maybe you're in a band or if you're transporting the elderly or you have a disabled uh, person or you yourself uh, have some special requirements for driving. Oh, sure. There are plenty of times I can think of when a van or the space that a van provides would be useful to me. I mean, things that I want to haul that I can't you know, throw in the trunk of my car won't even mm-hmm. fit into the opening of the trunk of my car. And, you know, in a van, 
no problem. And you want to go pick up a new couch, you don't have to pay that $125 delivery charge or whatever it is, you know, to have it brought to your house. You can just have them load it in the back, get a friend and have them do it on the other side at home. So, you know, there's a lot of benefits to having a larger vehicle. Um, you know, it could be used as a cargo van. It could be used as, um, well, I guess shuttle vehicles like we talked about or shop vehicles. Uh, there's all kinds of different things. I mean, we talked about transportation, uh, transportation for large groups of people. You know, yeah. like maybe, maybe you're in a church group and you want to drive people to and from the church on weekends or you want to uh, take the Boy Scouts on camping trips, I guess, if you're a leader. Um, I don't know if they own vehicles like that or not. I don't know if the Boy Scouts of America own vehicles that, that they um, designate for that or not. But, you know, airport shuttle services or sure. anywhere that has to get people back and forth. Businesses use it sometimes if they have a remote parking lot. You know, they'll have a 15-passenger van and, and bring people to and from the office, you know, back yeah. to, to remote lots. Oh, great example. Uh, film productions, film and TV production uh, routinely uses shuttles if mm-hmm. they need to get somebody from, as you said, a remote parking lot or from, you know, the base camp of wherever to the actual shoot. Uh, the uh, one thing we should talk about, though, van safety. Hmm. It's a big issue because, uh, you know, I clocked this when – we earlier mentioned uh, the shortening profile of vans, of minivans especially. Sure. They're getting shorter with time. Um, why is that? Part of that reason is that one of the abiding criticisms of earlier vans was this perception that they rolled over super easily, right? Yeah. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. 
We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And, you know, that's true. I mean, the early vans did do that. So did, you know, you got to think about, though, like, so did some of the early Jeep vehicles, anything, any of the taller SUVs, you know, they were having, Ford was having those tr- the trouble with the Explorers with the, the blown tires, and they would you know, overcorrect and it would roll over. Yeah. Um, there were there were a lot of the taller vehicles uh, from even 15, 20 years. Well, actually, you know what, it's probably 20, 25 years now uh, that that had this rollover issue, and they've pretty much got that straightened out. They figured out how to, you know, how to get the center of gravity lower into the, the chassis, into the frame, how to uh, how to correctly space the wheels, I guess, so that, you know, they don't have these short wheelbases and that they're they're wide enough that, you know, an average turn, I guess, at, you know, whatever speed the, um, the, the safety administration that checks these type of things, I would think it's the NHTSA that... Mm-hmm. Um, that checks these type of things. Uh, they check them for rollover, so they make sure that you know at a certain speed they're not going to just you know topple over and roll on their side or or completely over. Um, you know, there's a lot of different safety checks and balances that are in place now that that prevent a lot of what we saw you know 25. Well, I'm going to say 25 and 30 years ago now. Right. Yeah. A lot of that's not happening anymore. Right, because the, we've addressed the idea of the the higher center of gravity mm-hmm. and the weight shifting on the specific document you're referencing there is called Reducing the Risk of Rollover Crashes in 15 Passenger Vans by the NHTSA. Well, that's very specific, isn't it? It is very specific, and it care, it it has um, a number of rule of thumb things to address this, and I think the point that we're making here is that while the, while the stories of rollovers may have been accurate a few decades back, uh, both both regulatory agencies and manufacturers have worked assiduously to make sure this is not the case. So, hey, buddy, if you want to buy that van and race it, um, you know, roll the dice, go for it. I guess so. That's uh, it's very close to uh, school bus racing, you know, in size, I would yeah, suppose, you know, yeah. in, in danger maybe. Uh-huh. All right, you know what? You mentioned earlier, just a few minutes ago, you mentioned uh, film crews often use uh, vans to go back and forth, you know, from the, the shoot locations, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that got me thinking about some uh, some movies that I've seen on Netflix recently. Oh, okay. uh, I've got a recommendation for our listeners. And uh, this one, you have to kind of pay attention to the end here for the the car angle on this one, but it's worth it. It's it's funny. It's a it's a it's a good movie. You'll you'll enjoy it. Um, The title is A Bag of Hammers. And it is from. I'm in. It's <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's kind of a funny name. It's a comedy drama. Okay, so you know a little bit, a little bit funny. Sometimes it's a little more serious. 2011 is when this thing was released. It stars um, John Ritter, who is uh, the son of actor John Ritter, former Jack actor John Ritter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's Jack on Three's Company. Um, Jake Sandvig, I think, is his name, and uh, Chandler Canterbury, Rebecca Hall. Um, it's a, just. Basically, here's a summary of what goes down. Okay. okay. It's a story about two best friends, and these guys' names are Alan and Ben, and they're really, <laughs> they, they just can't seem to, to face adulthood. They can't seem to grow up. These guys are like a couple of children running around, right? But they're, they're adult age. Mm-hmm. And, um, they can't seem to, to leave what the, uh, the rest of society considers like a, uh, I guess a legal, decent, um, you know, moral life, I guess. 
and you'll find out what that means in just a minute. But um, Alan's sister, Alan's sister, one of the characters, her, his sister is really on their case about this. And she kind of gives them a lot of like really funny in a way, but a lot of like, you know, grow up speeches, right? A lot of tough love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to, you got to, you know, pull your big boy pants on and, and get things together because, you know, you're, you're, you're an adult now. And uh, so they, they have this new neighbor that moves in. And through this kind of weird series of, of meetings and circumstances and things that happen, these two guys somehow become like a father figure to the new neighbor's son. Okay? And, you know, they're having this difficulty growing up, you know, so they're, they're practically kids themselves. Well, here's the car angle. And you got to understand what they were doing that was really ticking off his sister, Alan's sister, and everybody around them. They were stealing cars at funeral homes and cemeteries, Ben, by posing as valets oh man so let's say that let's say this here's the this is the trailer okay they're standing you know there's a there's a scene in a uh, in a cemetery people are pulling up you know to the to the plot there you know they, they park on the side of the road these two guys are standing there with a uh, a valet sign you know a breadboard sign or whatever that's that's posted on the side it says complimentary valet our condolences you know that type of thing and they're dressed the part you know, wow they've got the, uh, the vest on bow tie i mean this is pretty low right it's and you a, think it's a it's brilliant but morally reprehensible. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? It comes off, and I know, understand what you're saying, but it comes off as very funny in the movie. You could, I mean, it's one of those types of things. It right? sounds, okay, look, so, maybe I'm a bad person, but it sounds really funny. So they're, so they're car thieves, right? And they yeah. pull up, the person pulls up, they of course hand them the keys, and the second that they leave, they just throw the sign in the back of the car, and the two of them hit it, and they go out somewhere into town, and they sell the car for cash. And, and that's how they exist. And they do these, this among other things, and again, they're just having a hard time growing up. It's these guys that just can't seem to to get it together. But this is one of their their main schemes, one of their main, um, uh, I guess, hoaxes. Yeah. Uh, so they're con artists. Yeah, they're con artists, and and you know what? It does sound uh, a little dark, but it's funny. Are you kidding? This sounds great. This is bag of hammers, and uh, if you like comedy, it's good news. Um, speaking of. Getting a chuckle out, I've got to tell you a very brief anecdote. Okay, let's All right, it. okay. So when I was uh, in high school, uh, in my in my checkered past as a tyke, uh, there was one guy in our high school who had a van. Oh, there's always that guy. There's always that van guy. Yeah. And, uh, of course, he had, he had his hair growed out, grown out, right? Long, it, was, it was growed out? Growed out. Nah, excuse I'm just me. kidding. No, yeah. no, I, I... My Tennessee came out. That's okay. Uh, so... It's kind of a rock and roll guy, long hair. Um, you know, he was one of the bad guys because he smoked cigarettes in the parking lot and he's very good at guitar. And he had this van. And it was a van that I think you would really appreciate, Scott. Late 70s uh, had had some ridiculous, in retrospect, ridiculous airbrush on it, right? And, you know, he had a house. He had a, he had a nice family, parents. He told me that he would rather just live in his van because he had a beanbag, he had, you know, a cooler, and he thought he had it made. And I'll tell you what, man, for a while, for most of junior year, I thought, yeah, James has it figured out. He really does. And you know what? <laughs> this is the hallmark of every custom own or van owner that I've ever known, I think, is that, you know, it seems like they've got it all together, like they're the cool guy for, for a while. <laughs> and then you realize, like, well, maybe it's not all that great. You know, it's not as glamorous as it may seem initially, right? So custom vans are something that I definitely want to talk about. Can we can we kind of yeah. move into that, that region yeah, at this point? Absolutely. All right. Well, custom vans and conversion vans are maybe 
Uh, the same thing, I guess. Now, there was a heyday for custom vans, what we call custom vans here in the United States. And that was um, probably the, the late 1960s through the early 1980s. I think you can just say it was throughout the 1970s and cover it that way. Maybe that's the best way to say that's it. That's a good way to say it. So you don't have to get tangled up in the uh, the, the overlap, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But it's really, it's a full-size van, or the, the description of what a custom van or conversion van will be. It's a full-size van that's, you know, produced at a factory somewhere as maybe a cargo van or something simple, right? And then it's sent out to a third party to be um, outfitted with lots of different luxuries or, um, you know, amenities that would be good for extended road trips or mm-hmm. possibly for camping or just, you know, some outlandish things that people want. Like, you know, almost not exactly custom coach work. But close. But similar in that you could say, you know, you could take it somewhere and have them design your van almost. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I want a, a couch against that back wall. And I want that couch to fold out. Exactly. It's got to be a bed, and I want a, uh, you know, a cabinet here for my clothes over here on this side. Yeah, and maybe a countertop. Exactly, and I need those mushroom-shaped windows. Yeah. I have to have that. Those are the main things that I have That's to right. have. And shag carpet, wall-to-wall. Oh, and the ceiling. What I are your to, prices on disco balls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So stuff like that, right? And And there's a lot of traits of these early custom vans, and I know we're just joking about it, but if you think about it, I'm going to just mention a few things here. Uh, we named several real We already real have, ones. but I mean, like, thick padded seats, you know, and, and a lot of times they had those captain's chairs that would swivel, like, 360 degrees, almost, yeah. almost like what you'd see on the uh, the flying bridge of a, of a yacht or something, mm-hmm. you know, like, way up at the top, so... Um, custom lighting was, was often used, raised roofs so you could stand up inside the van, which was important. Yep. Um, also they would have huge windows and think about those windows on some of those early conversion vans and custom vans. Mm-hmm. Some of those things were as big as windows in a house. That is true. And they were, uh, they were on the sides and the rear. So the, so some of them were large enough that people would put shades in them. Do you, have you seen that? I have, yeah. yes. Or even curtains. Or a lot of times curtains, they put yeah. curtains in them. Um, it just, it just, and they were always, you know, deep tinted or they were chromed, you know, like, so they were almost like a mirror finish. Uh, mm. man, let's see what else. Oh, here's a big one. Water beds. People would, yeah. people would literally put what, I mean, you know, you hear the tales of them, but it truly did happen. There were people that would put water beds inside a custom van and, Man, can you imagine the the chassis work that had to be done, the suspension upgrades that that would have to happen to make that work? Whoa, 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 whoa! I think the key word you're leaving out there is the work that would have to happen to make that work safely. Because I'm going to go out on a limb and say that a lot of those people putting waterbeds in their minivans might have just done some DIY on the interior and not considered uh, the suspension or the not chassis. even thought about the weight. Not maybe not, and uh, I, I have seen a waterbed in a van, and you know, man, for a long time I've had this dream of just living in an RV once the gas prices get affordable. But uh, even even for someone like me, I think a waterbed in a van is just it's a bit much. It's cool, but would you want to sleep on it every day? You know? Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't know. I just can't see, I see a lot more, uh, a lot of more negative side effects to having a, a water bed in a van than, than having just a standard bed in a van, I suppose. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. 
You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math and Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I bet you, though, there's somebody who's figured out a perfect system for it. But I digress. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So there's also tables and there's also shag carpet that we mentioned and, you know, all these other, you know, designer type things, I guess, if you want to call it that. I mean, as far as like disco balls, mm-hmm. we mentioned custom lighting. Things uh, like auxiliary that, right? electric access so exactly. outlets and stuff. Exactly. Now, I mean, to differentiate the two, though, I want to say that minivans, a lot of times, you know, there were full size vans and minivans, I guess, that were. Um, they were modified for camping and were modified for very practical uses. Sure. A lot of them were, you know, for, um, well, let's say like, um, you've got somebody that in your family has a, has a wheelchair. Right. And you modify them for mo- mobility purposes. That's a fantastic, uh, use for a conversion van company that, you know, they, they can put a side lift in the thing and, mm-hmm. you know, be able to get somebody in and out easily, quickly. I've seen them through the back as well, so you can roll straight through to the front. Um, that's a, that's another popular thing to do, I guess, you know, as far as if, if you have that situation, that's something that's, uh, very accessible to you. You can do that for minivans. You can do that for full size vans. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, um, necessarily like the custom van craze that we're talking about or anything, but that was more like along the conversion van side of things where a manufacturer may recommend a third party and say, we know somebody that does a really good job at this. Here's where you go. I gotta, okay. I have to ask favorite custom vans. 
Hmm. Favorite custom vans? Because, Scott, when we were off air, this was one of the things you were most excited about. Yeah, that's right. You know, I was thinking about um, vans that were used in movies and in television and just other places, you know, where you might see a, a custom van. And a lot of these are, you know, vans right from that era that you were talking about, the 1970s, mm-hmm. early 60s, whatever. And I've got just a short list of, of television, maybe some bands that use them, some toys, movies, things like that. And I'll just quickly go through it if you want. Yeah, I want to hear it. Think about the, the, the Charlie's Angels van. Oh, nice. And I bet a lot of people haven't ever seen that van, maybe our listeners, unless they're older listeners. But the Charlie's Angels van was a pink van, pink inside, had a mm-hmm. lot of custom van features that we're talking about. The A-Team van? Yep. Okay, you got one of mine. Yeah. I, I'm... Keeping a list here. Uh, of course, the Mystery Machine from Scooby-Doo. That's right. How about um, bands that owned, owned uh, custom vans like Kiss? There's the Kiss van, which was infamous. I Legendary. Suppose. Yeah. And uh, movie vans like uh, there's <laughs> there's some that are, are well-known and some that aren't well-known. And you can find these on several lists online, some of the most fantastic conversion custom vans out there. There's one called Adventures in the Sin Bin, which is a, uh, is a crazy movie that, you know, probably not for everybody in our audience, but the van that's used in it, pretty remarkable. I'll tell oh, you man, that. the Sin Bin? Uh, yeah, the Adventures in the Sin Bin. So you can imagine what that's like. Oh, but get this. The Silence of the Lambs. You remember Buffalo Bill's kidnapping scene? Oh, now, that's a scary yeah. van scene. That's a scary van. That's a terrible... I mean, that's... There's a lot of these that lend themselves to the kind of creepy guy in a van scenario. You know, like the, this exactly that that stereotype that we think about. In some of my friend circles, we uh, those are referred to as serial killer vans, <laughs> the ones with no windows yeah. except on the back, and the ones and those are blacked out. And uh, the lack of windows and the lack of maintenance on the cars uh, on the vehicle is what will make people think it's a serial killer van. So if you have a van especially a full-size van with no windows, then you need to make sure that that thing is clean, man. Keep it waxed, keep it washed, make the tires look good, because otherwise you will be suspect number one if anything goes wrong. Yeah, and if you're seen anywhere in the area just kind of cruising around in that van, you're the guy they're probably going to go to. So there's some others that are a little less sinister, I suppose. Sure. Uh, what about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles van? Oh, I hadn't even thought of that one. That's, right. a, that's a cartoon use, right? Yes. Uh, you mentioned Scooby-Doo, but yeah. that was also a movie van. They also had a real one mm-hmm. for, as well. Uh, what about the ones that were used in the Cheech and, Cheech and Chong movies, like Up in Smoke, where they actually had a, a van that was built out of, uh, well, fiber that was made from marijuana. You remember that? Oh, yeah, a hemp van. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that the whole body was supposedly made out of marijuana. Oh, side note, somebody asked us to cover hemp vehicles. Oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. Okay, well, maybe we'll do that. How about, uh, this isn't exactly a custom van. It's more of a hippie van, I suppose. Okay. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, the, yeah. The original. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's one that, you know, a lot of people can remember that, that van that they used in that just because of that, you know, the scenes that happened in that. Um, there's also the Shaggin' Wagon from Dumb and Dumber, which was oh, the, yeah. the, uh, the dog grooming van that looked like a dog. You remember that? With mm-hmm. the, the furry outside? Mm-hmm. Traded it for a scooter of something, some kind? Alright, what about Fast Times at Ridgemont High? We've got Spicoli's van. Oh. That's right. That's an infant. That was, that's the one that had a disco ball. See, and that I think is one of the iconic cool high school guy vans. I think you're exactly right. That seems, it was always smoke filled and those yeah. guys were always rolling out of it with uh, beer bottles coming out everywhere uh-huh. and everything. That was, uh, it was quite a van. So it's just a lot. Of, oh, you know, one last one. Uh, just a quick mention. Uh, toys. There's a lot of toys. I mean, I'm sure that there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle van that was made, you know, that, that the kids could buy. I had one. 
Barbie Dream Van. Yep. There's one of those, of course. There's a lot of different vans that, you know, you'll find out there. And I think there's, I'm sure there's, uh, you know, versions of the Charlie's Angels van and the A-Team van and the Kiss, Kiss van mm-hmm. that you can buy in model form or, you know, plastic toys, whatever. So at this point, I think that's a good list. At this point, um, let's do a couple of things. I'll run through just some different uses of the word van in other countries. And we have to. We have one thing that we've been holding back to. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to hold off on that to the very end. I've okay. got one more little thing. I just maybe some uses that we haven't really even mentioned. I guess. I mean. Oh, okay. Just a, and it kind of goes along with the custom van thing. So I don't know if you want to. You want to do that first? Or you want to do your thing first? How do you uh, let's go. Let's here. Let's just run through the countries first, and then we'll go to the uses because that might help inform the other thing. Exactly. All right. So in India. Uh, People use vans often just to take kids to and from school the way that a school bus bus would because of the um, congestion or the school buses themselves are already full. Okay, makes sense. Uh, and also in um, countries in Central and South America, vans are a very common form of urban transport. So for in, Gu- in Guatemala, for instance, if you uh, take a trip that a chicken bus wouldn't cover between cities – you can just uh, give someone a couple of K-Tals and they'll drive you around uh, the city itself. Hmm. So vans are used as a kind of ad hoc public transit. I see. So it could be a taxi when it's needed. Right, exactly. Now, uh, in Australia, uh, the, the word van could mean a couple of different things because it could be used interchangeably with the word caravan. Also, a, um, a full-size van would still be a van, but if it's a passenger van, that has a bunch of seats, like what we have called a shuttle van or a church van or something, that would be called a minibus. And when we look, just I'm saying these examples just to show that, um, again, the word van can mean different things depending on where you are. Like, is it a, is it a tractor trailer or is it just uh, some people might refer to a van just to denote one of those trailers that's hauled behind a car, like mm-hmm. an Airstream. And the, the bigger point is, though, vans are really all over the world. They're everywhere. I mean, it seems like every continent you go into, every every country you go into, uh, there's a van somewhere in that country that's doing some type of commercial work, some type of uh, you know taxi transport work. Somebody that owns one just for personal use to haul things, you know, back and forth on their own mm-hmm. property, uh, whether it's people, goods, you know, whatever it happens to be. Right. right so, yeah. so they're everywhere. Yeah, and although we do see them in, we do see them in the United States at least, we see many vans far more often. Uh, that's just because for this market, people who would buy a transport such as this are buying vans primarily to transport people. In, in the States, if somebody wants to buy something to transport goods, they usually buy a pickup truck. Yeah, that's a good point. Something that's open in the back versus, and they could buy a cab or something like that in order to cover the back end mm-hmm. if they need it. But yeah, you're right. It's it's rare for somebody to buy a a cargo van just for for driving around town for for you know the daily commuter. Really, if they do, it's probably customized, and they're probably a very interesting person. Probably, and but you know what? This kind of leads into our uses for uh, custom vans or or cargo vans or whatever. Um, I, I think let's stick it to let's stick to custom vans because you know the, the vans that you know people have really outfitted with uh, exactly the way they want to. And Ben, I guess you know <laughs> this is funny. The first thing on my list, and I shouldn't. It's a it's a family-friendly show, right, Ben? 
It is a family. Right, we so are a family just, friendly uh, show. Let's just mention the old uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more. You know that's uh, that's something. Then there's also um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, it, it took me a second. Our older listeners know. Okay, right, so you guys daily, get it. daily transportation. Let's move on quickly. A daily transportation, maybe. Um, really not all that that common, I guess. No. But at one point in history, I think that it was it was perfectly acceptable. You know, to to get into a custom van. All by yourself, driving around, you know, that's your, that's your daily ride to and from work or wherever you happen to be going, right? Yeah, and, um, the odds are statistically higher that you had a nickname. Yeah, and, and also one of those amazing airbrush paint jobs on the side. And we should do a podcast completely about airbrush jobs on, on custom vans. We should. Or at least a photo gallery or we something. We should do, we should do a video on it. Uh, okay. Something. Next use. All right. Next use. Uh, oh, you know what? This is a good one. And, it, and I want to distinguish that a custom van is not an RV. But a lot of people use it as if it were one. Right. Yeah, especially when we're talking about the amenities taken to the level of making a small studio apartment in the van. Exactly. Now, a lot of people use them as kind of like a rolling hotel room, but it's really good for maybe like an overnight stay or a weekend stay because they don't have the same hookups like a an RV would have. They don't have a water hookup. They don't they often don't have electricity hookups. Right. And they wouldn't have they wouldn't have a restroom in the van in most cases. In most cases, now some do. I've seen, you know, on uh, Pimp My Ride or something like that, you know, they <laughs> right. for a certain for one time, I think they installed like a washing machine so the guy could, you know, throw his uh, his surfing clothes into the washing machine and dryer when he was done. You know, something. Wouldn't it be amazing to have them pimp out your ride? It would be pretty fun. I mean, but I'm not crazy about having TV screens everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it seems like that's their thing. That's one of the things. Well, we'll do a we'll do an episode on pimp right. my ride. What's right. next year? Uh, cruising. Of course, you can cruise in a custom van. I mean, you drive around town looking all cool, and you're, uh, I don't know, in your Again, your your van looks like a painted like a shark or something cool like yeah, that, right? Why of not? Of course. You can uh you could also this is a little bit unorthodox, but I've seen them become instant food trucks at a tailgating party. That is a good use for them because they can haul the uh they can bring the grill, right? They've got right. all the space for all the stuff, the tables, the grill, the uh, you know, whatever you happen to bring, all the food, drinks. Now, all- and keep in mind this is what this is even more impressive because Typically, a lot of food carts or food trucks use customized step vans, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if you took off the paint, it would look very close to a USPS, a FedEx, or a UPS truck. But this van that I saw was one of those shuttle vans, one of those 15-seaters. They had knocked out the seats. And they were selling like hot dogs. Hmm, and this guy totally did it himself. Now I've seen some older ice cream trucks that are that are that way. You know, they yeah. just throw a cooler in the back, and that's about it. And the person has to kind of you know be hunched over as they mm-hmm. get the ice cream out of the cooler. It's kind of like there's there's an ice cream truck, and then there's like the scary ice cream truck, and yeah. that's kind of the scary ice cream truck. It's scary know. when you look inside of an ice cream. Truck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, you know, we're getting back into the creepy kind of van scenario, right? <laughs> All right. Um, also, we mentioned, I think, uh, you know, custom conversion bands can be used to tour the countryside if you're in a band. A lot of a lot of bands like to use these because of the space for instruments and people. You know, it's a it's a good multi-purpose vehicle. You know, it's a lot of different uses. Um, artists also love to use. Well, we mentioned this already. Actually, I don't even know if I need to say it. And you know, they like to use the uh, the side of a van as almost like a canvas. Right. So they buy it, you know, and they use it as like a display of their work. Mm-hmm. Or somebody takes it to a friend that does that type of work. Or you know, it's something that symbolizes. You know, a lot of people get um, you know tattoos that symbolize something important to them. Sure. People. 
I, I think they still do, but more so in the past, they used to use the side of the van as, again, like this big canvas, almost like, almost like the people use tattoos now, something that's important to them to show the world what they feel and think. And people will stu- still do that. The craze is just not as common. So it'd be like a tribute to your favorite band or something. You have, you know, Winger or, um, I guess Van Halen would be the most appropriate. How about like, um, uh, a motorcycle with a skeleton riding it who's going through the gates of hell, but he's on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, um, or like one of your buddies who passed away, you have a picture of him and he's like on a surfboard playing a double neck guitar yeah. and like there's some musical notes that are going out. Very cool. How about and, a, how about yeah. a wizard on a mountaintop with his sword raised up and lightning striking that sword? How about that? This is my favorite part. Yeah, of this, the show. you know what? We could go on and yeah, on we'll, because we'll there's, there's a million of these, but you know, those are some of the, the, the ones that I've seen recently, just looking at this. And you know, that kind of goes into the, the last thing that I want to mention about this and then our final thing. Okay. Um, hot riders. Hot riders love to customize old vans and it's, it's a trend that is not brand new. I mean, people have been, Taking older vans because some of them have these really fantastic, cool lines. Yeah, and they they modify them. They put mag wheels on them. They lower mm. them. They raise them. Whatever they do, they'll even cut them. A lot of times, oh yeah, they they chop them down. They do all kinds of cool things with them. And you know, a lot of times they even simplify them. Now they don't go the wild, crazy custom van shag carpet route. A lot of times, sometimes when you look inside these things, they're very clean. Very, uh, very precisely put together. There's a lot of skill and craftsmanship. In They're Spartan. Yeah, some of them are. Yeah, others, others do stay that way. You know, they yeah. have the uh, uh, the crystal chillers on the you know on the <laughs> back, and you know they've got a lot of different amenities that you wouldn't think of. But you know, they have these great big V8 engines. Mm-hmm. They've got really cool bodies to them a lot of times, and it's just a a perfect vehicle for a hot rodder to to do their thing with. Right, and there's a great article that you can find via Hot Rod Magazine, which talks about some of the decisions to bring that led to. Um, the emergence of vans in hot rod culture, because at first it wasn't a smooth start. Uh, some people were, to say the least, skeptical of including vans in this kind of field. Um, but before we go to the big reveal for today, I've got, I've got two, two vehicles I think are interesting and I want, I want to tell you about them just briefly. Of course. Okay. So first, um, First, I showed you this picture while we were talking. This is the 1914 Alfa Romeo van. Very cool. Isn't that weird? It's yeah. a it's an aerodynamic. It looks like something that came out of a Victorian steampunk novel. It was commissioned by a uh, count named uh, Marco Riccotti. Riccotti? Uh, Riccotti, I guess. And uh, this is... Interesting if it's, if, if only because you don't really think of this manufacturer making a van. Top speed, 86 miles per hour. That's pretty remarkable, but it is very aerodynamic, I suppose. It looks like, uh, almost like a teardrop design. Mm-hmm. And I love the round windows on that. That's really cool. Yeah. And, uh, you should check this out if you want to see some pictures of a cool van. You know, it reminds me of, it's almost like, uh, like the old airplane bodies without, uh, without wings. Yeah. That's a really good comparison. Or an Airstream trailer. Airstream trailer too. You can check it. Uh, you can check out a replica of the car in the Alfa Romeo Historical Museum. The other one I wanted to mention, which this one I think we should do an episode on, Scott, the Stout Scarab. Are you kidding me? This is a, a weird and amazing vehicle. Yeah, those are really cool. I've seen a Stout Scarab at a uh, at a Concours event before. They're they're fantastic looking. Yeah, it um, 
it has uh, multiple seats. It looks like it looks like a car that let itself go and wasn't <laughs> eating right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit heavy in the fenders there. It's a little bit heavy in the fenders. Do these fenders make me look fat? Yeah. The scarab is asking. Yeah, uh, it, it looks like it's cho- it kind of looks a little bit like a hot rod. I mean, it's chopped. Mm-hmm. It's down very low. Um, it's just a, it's a, it's got overall a really cool design to it. I, I like it. Yeah. And, uh, we won't say too much about it because if, if I get the green light from you, we're going to do an episode on this yeah, one. Let's do it. All right. So here we are. Uh, Noel, if we could have some dramatic music, I love the stuff you did last time so much. <laughs> All right, here we go. Our big reveal, I suppose. And I think maybe some listeners already know about this, but maybe not. If you haven't checked out some of these Japanese custom vans, please do it immediately. It's, they're so wild, so out there that I, I don't even know if we can describe them properly. I mean, we'll try, I suppose, but they have these huge wings that, that these, uh, these owners have attached to them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is like a, this is a love-hate vehicle, Ben. I don't think there's any, Middle ground here. I think people there either. I think people either really like them or they really hate them. I don't think somebody says, "Well, they're okay. I may drive one of those." I don't think that ever happens. But they've got these giant wings. They've got amazing light displays on them. A little bit. You mentioned a type of truck, right? That it's similar to. Yeah, it's similar to the Decatur trucks, which we have talked about previously. Heavily customized. Some of the same uh, form factors. You'll notice. The fenders, the the fenders that protrude, what, two, three feet? Yeah, it's almost, you know, can I tell you what I think that reminds me of? What? These things that stick out from the front and the back. You're, you're talking about, like, these decks almost that yeah. stick out. They remind me of a swim platform on the back of a yacht. That's almost huh. exactly like what these things look like. They, But I don't know if you could even walk on them. I think they're fiberglass, they're wood, whatever they happen to be. But, you know, they've got custom paint, of course. They've got fins. And I, when I say fins, I mean fins that, that jut... 10, 11 feet in the air. You know, they're right. way, way up there. I mean, super high. I don't know how you would ever park in a garage or even get underneath some utility wires in some cases. Yeah, and they're uh, often they're very brightly colored. They contain uh, or they may have photos of popular fictional characters, right? Yeah, I mean, you'll see like a lot of like Hello Kitties on the side. Yeah, and, anime uh, characters. It, anime. Exactly. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember how to say I it. I think it's anime. Anyways, you'll see a lot of different characters painted on the side. Um, you know, something that's important to the driver. And it's a lot along the lines of like a um, uh, Decatur truck, like you mentioned. Yeah. In that Lights every, everywhere. Everything that, that is on that vehicle means something to the driver in some way. It's, it's a very uh, personal vehicle. Yeah, it goes without saying, of course, that these guys often have stellar sound systems. And, you know, if you open up the rear door, they they might mod the door so that it swings open like a hatchback. Um, but when it opens up, you can you can see that they put as much work into the interior. The interior is by no means subdued, usually. It's as loud outside and inside. Yeah, absolutely. These are these are crazy vehicles inside and out. They're just insane body modifications. And I mean, again, that transfers over to the interior with the sound design, the lighting, mm-hmm. you know, the the uh, the seats, the the colors that they use are you know usually very, um, I'll say, gaudy colors. They're very very garish colors. Yeah. And I mean, one thing I guess that it all comes down to this. I mean, whether you like them or hate them, and if you look at them, you you have to kind of admire. The, the spirit and the craftsmanship that goes into building these things because yeah. they're they're well built 
If if you can't admire the results, you can admire the techniques. And I'm not saying they're well built and that they're going to hold up, you know, if they go over several speed bumps fast or something like that. They're pretty I, low. I guess what I'm saying is you have to admire the the effort and the time that has been put into something like this because this is their thing. You know, they're they're not really into hot riding. They're not into drifting or whatever. This they're into modding these these crazy vans and these these wild ways with these amazing fins. I mean, it almost looks like. Um, Kind of like a, a caricature of like a fish. Yeah. Really, is what you, good. Could, you could describe it as. It looked to me, the question is, you know, how fast can these go? But, uh. I don't think very fast. Maybe, at all. maybe that's, who knows? Maybe all those fins provide aero, aerodynamic oh, advantage. Like, yeah, no way. Nothing like fiberglass jutting 10 or 15 feet no out way. to help you. These, these things are like driving a wall down the road, I think. Well, we will see because hopefully somebody will get back to us about their custom van. You guys, thanks so much for checking this out. This has been all about vans. Uh, as you can tell, Scott and I are fans of customized Japanese vans and custom vans in general. Um, when you Google these, you will immediately know whether you are on the love or the hate side because there are no other choices when it comes to these vans. Um, so, Scott, what do you want people to uh, send us this week? Oh, man, they can go to our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's uh, that's always a good place to get in contact with us. They can, uh, well, you can follow us on Twitter. Right, we do that. Yeah, that's right. So, also, we've got our website. Uh, yes, carstuffshow.com, where you can check out our latest podcast. We've got some videos we put up there on occasion, some blog posts, um, some photos of us where we managed not to look hilariously awkward i don't know yeah some some we do i don't know yeah well we did our best you guys yeah we tried <laughs> we tried we, we tried or you know what if you want to you can send us an email and our address is carstuff at discovery.com for more on this and thousands of other topics visit howstuffworks.com let us know what you think send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.